Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the Nikki Glazer podcast. I'm Nikki Glazer. I'm here in St. Louis, Missouri in my um, home podcasting studio. My dream came true. You know, sometimes you put it out there in the world and you say, I want to live in an apartment and walk in the next room and have that be my studio. And sometimes you get a global pandemic that makes your dreams come true. <laughs> I don't know. I really, when I first thought of like having a studio in my own apartment, like I was like, Andrew and I will just get a three bedroom and one of them will be a studio. I really didn't like think it would happen, to be honest with you. Like I thought that is a little bit of lofty of a dream. Not that that's like not achievable in uh, in many, like it, it, it's just not that, it's not, it's not dreaming. That's not shooting for the moon and landing among the stars. I mean, <laughs> Well, I just thought I, I wouldn't get it together enough to do it um, because most things in my life I don't get together. The things that I say that I want or that I'm going to – it's some – it's it, life never goes exactly how it's planned. I was saying this to someone yesterday. I've never predicted right about anything. You know when you ever you go, oh, you're worrying about something and you're like, it's going to – this is going to happen and then that, they're going to – 
I've never been right. Ever. Like, I mean, I've, I've maybe been in the ballpark, like in the parking lot of the ballpark. Um, but isn't that funny that we always are, you know, thinking about the future and what's going to happen and planning for the future when really I've never nailed it, like even close to exactly. And I don't mean like this is going to go bad. Like, yes, sometimes I thought this is going to go bad and then it does go bad. But it always is in a way that I couldn't have like the badness wasn't the kind of badness I thought. Why am I bringing this up? I don't know. Noah, um, how are you today? I'm good. Yeah. I feel like that was like a lie. <laughs> well, okay. We were supposed to start video next week and we don't lie. And today's Friday. We're recording the show because oh, you have yeah, that's travel. True. Yeah. So we, this is our first day of video, we hope. We so think. Head on yes. over to YouTube on, um, it's videos are always going to be delayed a little bit on YouTube. But um, so however you like to listen to this, maybe you'll listen to the show and then you'll watch it or maybe you'll just wait to watch it. You know, like, we're not doing, like, breaking news on this show. If you want to wait a couple days and just watch it for the, listen for the first time on YouTube, catch up on old ones now until two days later, and then I, I don't know what your sketch is going to be. But I do want to be honest with you. We don't lie on this show. Like Noah said, we are. this is Friday, and we're, it's going to be airing on Monday, and then the video will be available Wednesday, we hope. That's the, that's the tentative sketch. That's the projection, and as I said, we're somewhere in the parking lot of the ballpark getting, you know, screwed <laughs> yes. on some tickets that we thought the guy is <laughs> going to. Actually, I feel like scalpers and I never get screwed in person, but I do get screwed on Craigslist. And uh, it was worth it. Listen to a couple episodes ago. Anyway, um, yeah, it's Friday. I was thinking about this and being like, oh, God, you know, when I listen to podcasts that are daily, do I get like pissed when it's like. Not really when they say it is because it's more fun. If I'm a daily listener, I'm like, I want it as soon as when they're experiencing their lives. Listen, if you want, if you want to see us on the like live, go on our Instagrams. Andrew and, and, and I are always posting. You can like follow us around live. And then I go, actually, they're going to get they're They would have never heard about Thursday from me because by the time I get to Monday I've forgotten what happened Thursday I sometimes forget what happened on Friday and Saturday you're only getting like the recap of the day before so if you know so now you're getting a treat that you get to find out what happened on Thursday to me which isn't a whole lot but um I uh am going to Vegas this weekend and um or I went to Vegas this weekend let's let's treat it like it's Monday um Seattle and Oregon and the shows were amazing I'm manifesting it. They were the best shows of my life. Um, I came up with an hour of new material that is all just very specific. No ums, no likes, just crushing, like very, um, I don't know what I'm saying right now. But uh, actually, I like my material right now. I don't want new material. I just want to work on the stuff I already have. I want to be grateful for what I already have. Um I was kind of thinking, like, what if I die in a plane crash and then this comes out, like, Monday? I mean, that's, like, the worst thought. But guess what? I've never been right about anything. So the fact that I'm thinking <laughs> it, it's not going to happen. But what if it did? How weird would that be if, if, I'm, if you're watching this video and you're like, oh, my God, we lost her? Um, the norm death, you know, deaths like that, especially in the comedy community, or ones that feel close to you, um, always kind of make you think about your own mortality I think um that uh I don't know man the norm I'm I'm like so grateful because I don't know that I would have ever gone on a deep dive of norm or downloaded his book and I'm gonna try to consume that this weekend 
I don't know if I would have done those things had he not passed. Not saying like, oh my God, I'm so grateful that he died. Not saying that at all. There's just always like, and I... And I was talking to a, a friend who was actually mourning Norm's loss, and he didn't know Norm. He was just a huge fan, like huge Norm fan, as is every white male in there from the ages of 32 to 50. Those men are going to need your extra, they're going to need your support. This, uh, if, if you have a, a man in your life who's a friend of Rick and Morty and um, what else? Does this do these kinds family of family guy? No, I don't know. Family guy. Maybe. No, I think they, they I think these guys are too. They're they're beyond family guy at this point. But like white white guys. And, and I'm not doing this as like white men need your help. I'm 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 making a joke about like their men love Norm McDonald. I used to say that like my ex-boyfriend I'm gleaning this all from my ex-boyfriend who I really trust his sense of comp like his sense of humor is top notch and he loved norm mcdonald like a he is suffering this loss in a major way and there's something beautiful about that for me because i get to see someone i care about like actually like being really emotionally invested in someone they didn't know and i think he's seen me in the past cry over celebrity deaths or like I remember we we used to make fun of people that were like Robin Williams died. I'm gutted. People would be like, I'm gutted, and we would laugh because if you're posting I'm gutted on Facebook, which is a very like I get it, you're very sad. What are you gonna do when your mom dies? Or like I'm double gutted. Like where you got to have a bar for it. But I, you know what? I actually don't subscribe to that kind of notion anymore, and I doubt he does either because I don't think he knew how much he would be affected by Norm passing and um it was really it's just sweet to see men who sometimes maybe don't want feel their feelings or like feel not entitled to their feelings really upset about norm's passing because you know what it is it's like you know he was saying to me my ex-boyfriend we were talking about norm and he was like you know i'm, I'm a big elton john fan bruce springsteen like i don't consume everything they do if they come out with a new album i'm kind of like i don't even like jeff tweedy you can't keep up like but he's like, there's something about Norm I was consuming. I Everything he did right away, like, I, it was, you know, it was like me and Taylor Swift, but, like, on a lesser level for sure. I don't mean to, like, play, like, who's a bigger fan, but no one should be as obsessed with Taylor Swift as I am. And he said that he was very touched because people reached out to him immediately when Norm died and were like, are you okay? And he felt like, even though he didn't know Norm, that, he felt like it's so nice that someone connects Norm with me. Like like that, you know, when you're a fan of someone, it's nice to be like, oh, if something Taylor Swift in the news and people, like when Folklore came out or Evermore dropped out of the blue, people were like, Nikki, did you hear? Right. Like, it feels good. Noah, do you have any um, celebrity or person maybe you've never met, let's say, or maybe you just, you know, you've met a lot of your like favorite people, but someone you don't know personally that if they passed, you would need some like support getting through it. Mm, I don't know. I think I, I've definitely been privileged enough to meet a lot of uh, celebrities or musicians that I like through work. Yeah. I think though um, with what you were saying before, like when people get really upset, I was thinking about it and I think like with comedians, what I appreciate about comedy is how comedians see, interpret, 
and then talk about the world. And maybe it's just like not having Norm's point of view, especially now when there's like so much pandemonium. Yes. Like that's a great loss for people who enjoy his comedy. He had a great set uh, right at the beginning of COVID, right before things shut down. I really implore everyone to go watch it. You can just Google Norm MacDonald COVID set. And it's just talking about, you know, it brings you right back to March 2020 or like, you know, March probably 10th, 2020. And he's like, well, it's good to know what we're all going to die of. We just don't know what in, in what order. And he's just talking about like, just, you know, I'm going to do jokes up here, but just know that I'm thinking about COVID the or coronavirus, he called it. You know, in the early days, you're we calling it coronavirus. I'm thinking about the coronavirus the entire time. And it was just, you're right. Like, I always say that comedians aren't as special as musicians. Like, I always want to be a musician because the the emotions you can elicit from a song for someone seems to be more powerful and meaningful than a comedy bit. Although we, we all remember comedy bits. They kind of shift our, the way we think about things. Songs can do that too if they're like the lyrics are good enough, that, but not as often because you don't get as many words. But I think that you're right. Like when a when a musician passes, you're not like, how am I? I want them to write a song about COVID or I want them to write a song about Trump. I remember, you know, so often I thought of Greg Giraldo during um, Trump times. You know, all the time was like, what? I mean, I thought he would probably wouldn't survive it because he would be so angry. I just p- pictured him on the Larry the Cable Guy roast going, oh, why are you so famous? Like just having a meltdown. That was one of the best <laughs> moments. Uh, in addition to Norm McDonald's roast of Bob Saget, which if you haven't seen as well, if you're not a Norm McDonald fan, what are you doing with your life? I mean, a, go on a Norm you know, like there's so many clips right now circulating. Just indulge in them. Even if you're like, I know this guy from SNL. I didn't care for him then. Just give it a chance because he has so many different facets. Um, but I think you're right, Noah. Like that makes me feel good about being a comedian because we're valuable in the present. Like m- musicians can capture a zeitgeist and a feeling of like, oh, the song takes me back to the 90s or whatever. But comedians need to process things for you in the moment and that's kind of like how we work like we work in the moment like that's why old material doesn't work any anymore because people want to hear from us right away and we don't want to hear about old stuff we want to hear about please help us understand what's happening right now and I don't think we rely on musicians as much for that so you just opened my eyes to a value I have as a comedian that I didn't realize because I'm always like god being a comedian is just not as cool as being a musician even though musicians all want to be comics comics all want to be musicians and we both all think everyone else wants to be us. Um, no, that really makes me excited to perform this weekend. And honestly, whenever I am inundated with a comedian stand-up who I probably avoid because it makes me feel bad that my own isn't as sharp or as unique or irreverent, especially like Norm MacDonald, his brain worked in a way that like you're just like, you can't. He can't uh, 10,000 hours that, you know, like he was just born funny, uh, it seems. He's one of those guys. And I always say talent is hours put in. And there are definitely, I hate to use the word, facets of his talent as a comedian that were born of practice and repetition and working hard. But I think he's one of those guys that was just born kind of funny. And um, I 
I don't mean to make this about myself, but it is the Nikki Glaser podcast. I don't know if I was born funny, you know, like I always try to think about like why, um, you know, where, where did it come from? And like, my parents are funny and like, I was did Maim by Alex, Maim by Alex, Maim, do you remember, uh, Blossom? Yeah. Big Bang Theory? Maim Balik? Maim Balik. Balik. Sorry, she's a friend of mine (laughs) and I can't say her name. I get really nervous, but I didn't, I still don't know how to pronounce your last name, Noah. And I get really tense when I think about it. Um, (laughs) I know now it's Avior, right? Yeah, you can okay. say it anyway. I really I don't know, care. but like it's like glacier with me. I let it go if someone doesn't say it right. But like my true friends, I'm like really. Um, but my but my and I are not like that great of friends. But we know each other, and I did her podcast, and we were talking. She was like, "Where did your funny come from? Like, when did you get it?" And um, I always think I I got it later when I was anorexic and I needed to develop a personality, and I just started acting like my friends who were funny. But like I always knew what was funny. Conan shaped it. The SNL shaped it. My parents shaped it. My uncle TV Bob shaped it. Um, Michael Shore, my dad's friend, shaped it. People were funny in my life. But I Kirsten was sending diary entries the other day from her. She used to keep a diary every single day of uh, our of her life pretty much and so I'm all over her diary and she has one from when we first met and it says um oh she just sent me another thing I'm gonna read this on the break but she sent oh wait where is it sorry Uh, 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 uh. okay here we go um Wednesday the 18th (laughs) she doesn't know the date it says day Wednesday 18 this is like fourth grade dear diary today in the morning we read Ernie and the mile-long muffler. In P.E., we ran for three minutes. I tasted blood in my mouth. And she spelled blood, B-L-O-D-E, which I like. On recess, Casey said, since I cut my foot, I can't play soccer. Nikki said, but you don't even play. (laughs) 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 Which isn't that good of a joke, but it's just so funny to me that Kirsten in fourth grade noted that, like, this girl was like, I remember who Casey was. She was someone that I, like, wasn't scared to like just say that kind of stuff too it's not like she was a dork or something but she wasn't I wasn't intimidated by her because I was I I never like had an opinion in fourth grade towards anyone I just wanted to be invisible so it surprises me that I talked back to someone but she goes you know in recess I can't I can't play soccer because I cut my foot and I remember the kids who play soccer were like kind of cooler and so if you played soccer you were cool so I I guess Casey was telling us like I'm only not playing because I cut my foot and I go you don't play anyway. Like I just like kind of like, and that those little nuggets to me are special because I mean, kids are always funny. They say the darndest things we know that from Bill Cosby and Tiffany Haddish, but um, not that those two are related in any other sense than that. But um, I, I like little confirmations that I was funny early on. And one other one that always sticks out to me was my aunt Lynn hated. Uh, she was so scared of, um, the uh, she's scared of insects in general, but she hated ants so much. Like she, if there was, she was so like scared of them the way people are scared of snakes and little tiny ants. And I was always just like, that's so like, I just didn't understand it. And I remember going like, Antlin, it's so weird that you're an ant and you're scared of ants, but you're an ant. And I didn't know what the word spelled like, but to me it was just like, that's, I understood irony as a kid. I didn't obviously think ants and ants were the same thing, aunts and ants, but I remember she was like, 
That is the funniest thing I have. My aunt talks like that. She's a little bit like me. Oh, my God. Nick, you should have. Did you hear what Nikki just said? Get, tell, Nikki just said. And I remember being like, like the way Andrew was describing the other day about that dad commenting on his, like, great football pass. Like being like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, I just did something that is special. I don't know what it was. And then I look back and I'm like, oh my God, that was, that was really special. I was actually just um, recalling babysitting for the Apatows. And I remember we made, I was talking about how funny um, Maude and Iris both were, but Iris was a little bit younger. Maude was probably like seven or eight. And we were making a cake, but it was in the middle of summer. We had nothing to like celebrate. And I think it was probably my idea to be like, let's just, Let's let's do a holiday we don't even know about, you know. So we were like, let's make a Kwanzaa cake. And I think we were being funny because it was like, that's a holiday that we don't know anything. It was very insensitive to people who celebrate Kwanzaa. I don't, I, I'm not, I would not do this today with children. I don't want to say it was a different time, but like, I'm, I'm a different, more sensitive person. We made a Kwanzaa cake because we were like, it's the summer. We not, There's nothing to celebrate. Let's celebrate something that we don't know how to celebrate it anyway. And I remember we were singing a Kwanzaa song, which we don't know. And so we sang happy birthday and we were like, happy Kwanzaa to you, happy Kwanzaa to you. And this little seven-year-old goes, Maud goes, we don't know what your holiday means, but we're gonna celebrate it anyway. And I just remember looking at her like, you bitch. That was funnier than anything I could have come up with the <laughs> refrain to that song. And I just remember being like, you're gonna, you're gonna surpass me in this biz someday. And she, I mean, she did like, I, she already had, she wasn't knocked up at that point. But just when kids say things that you go, you are operating on a different kind of level in terms of comedy. Um, yeah, so she was born with it. Or maybe it's, maybe it's Maybelline or Judd Apatow or, or being on movie sets with hilarious people. Or maybe it's genetic, I don't know. Let's get someone in here who I also think was born funny. Um, We'll ask him. My roommate, Andrew. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces, like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know, 
know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C, quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, Um, hey, Andrew. Hey, Nikki. Wait, you don't have underwear? No, I was just fucking around. I do have underwear on. I have four layers on, dude. Don't worry about it. Dude, I watched uh, Ted Lasso (laughs) last night, um, the episode that you've already seen. Okay. Remember when he goes... Well, you know, fear is a lot like underwear. And then she cuts him off. Oh, no, I don't remember. It's okay. That, that was an easy line to, to miss. But she's, he's talking to his therapist. And he, and he has all these, like, this, if you don't watch Ted Lasso, you don't need to know that this isn't going to take, you're not going to be left out. But he, he always has these, like, aphorisms, I want to say, or, like, kind of little ad, adages. I don't know. That word is definitely not right. Um, but, like, little sayings that are, yes. like, you know, my favorite one on Ted Lasso was, you talking bad about yourself? It's like Woody Allen playing the clarinet. I don't want to hear it. That's one of my favorites. But he has those little things. But he's talking to his therapist, and she was saying that she was scared to get back on a bicycle after she fell off it. And he's like, well, you know what? 
fears a lot like uh, fears a lot like underwear. And she goes, Ted, I don't want to do this right now. Yeah. And then it never completes. Yeah. And I'm and I, I know I know they're gonna pay it off some at some point. We're gonna find out what that was. But I stopped the TV and sat for about I'm not gonna exaggerate twenty minutes and tried to think what because I thought it was gonna pay off in that episode. It didn't. So I think they're waiting to the end of the season. I am dying to know what fear is like underwear, hmm. and and it doesn't pay off in the next episode either because I watched the 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 next one. So you don't see uh, by it the until time you... this is out. If you want to also guess, I was like, um, you, it, it's it's underneath, it's it's right below the surface, and yes. you only need it when there's an accident, or you and and or like, or you change it at. You you don't th- you don't think about it until you need it, or mm-hmm. it's always there, or don't use the same one twice, or smell it before you, you decide it. to yeah. like you. Fears a lot like underwear. You got to pick it up and sniff it sometimes because you don't know if it's been used. That doesn't work for fear. Or you don't see it until it's too late. Like or you don't care about it until it's too late. Some or, or yeah. Uh, it's up. There's something. Do you? You were famously. I mean, you told Euphemisms? a story. Yeah, I'm very it, known for that. Yeah. Well, you didn't wear underwear one time when you were arrested. Took your pants. You had to do a strip yeah. search, and they go strip down your boxers, and you in a like a, a holding room with thirty other men, like Inmates. hardened criminal yes. men, had to drop trow, and everyone had boxers on except you. You were free balling it. You would think there'd be at least one other guy. At least I one. feel like everyone got together and goes, look, we're all going to see his little dick, all 30 of us, and we're going to laugh at him. I'm like, is this even jail? The is this an intervention for my penis? <laughs> the saddest part of it is you c- trying to cover your penis, but also pr- like trying to look like <laughs> yes, you're not half. trying to cover it. The half and half. Oof, that, that one hurts. <laughs> yeah. My soul is like, you. that's the one where I go, oh, Andrew. The other saddest part is I had a witness like my your friend was arrested I, with if you. I was alone it wouldn't the story be, might not have even <laughs> been remembered you might have repressed it there's been so many stories where I go why do I could have kept that in and no one would have known you know what right. I mean? it was something I did alone I mean I bring you on stage now by telling you the story of how we like initially met yeah and within you know we had dm'd because I asked you to be my dog walker uh, and there's a story behind all of that but I DM'd you, I said, meet me at Bed Bath & Beyond, and you met me downstairs, and I was like already, like my cart was like kind of full, I was going through with Luigi, I wanted you to meet him, and you show up, like a little bit of nervous energy, but I liked, I was just like comfortable around you immediately, I was just like, I need to make this guy comfortable, he's like, I don't know what he's going through, but I, I liked you immediately, I wasn't like it was judging eight, you. It was anyway. eight years of not getting anything. Yeah, and you were so sweet, but then you revealed to me within seconds. I mean, dude, seconds. We were on the street, though, I think, when I finally told you. I don't know if I told you in Bed Bath & Beyond or... Oh, see, in my memory, it was inside. Either way, it was within five minutes. I was like, do you think this one or this one? And you're like, what's a duvet? And I'm like, we've got a lot of work to do. Um, But you you told me that you got an AIDS test because... uh, As a a virgin, because you fingered a girl and you bite your fingernails. And I was like, I remember being like, why would this person tell me this? But also like, that's the kind of shit I do. Like the oversharing. And yeah. um, and I'm so grateful that I'm the person that this guy met in order, like the, the I'm, I'm glad that he didn't do this to anyone else because I can handle this. And maybe not a lot of people could. I was like, okay, you've come to the right place. Like you might've been 
the one in 30 men without underwear at that time or at boxers. Yeah. But I was the one in 30 people that would be okay with you saying that in a job interview. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Uh, you yeah, got lucky. I, I, think, I think I just saw it as like we were talking to another comic and I wanted to impress you. I knew you were like an oversharer. And, and you knew that was a funny joke. Yeah. I mean, it's and, hilarious. I mean, it's, it, you know, I, it's great because you do that on stage now. You tell the story and it, it just sets me up nicely to then, you know, I never told the story of why I did it, but it's literally because I fingered a girl on a cruise and we were outside and the smell from her vagina over to like, it felt like I was in a small box with her, but we were on this boat with 50 mile per hour winds. Yeah, you guys were doing like uh, the the Titanic, like yeah, yeah. like arms spread, <laughs> yeah. except but it, just imagine Jack being blowing. like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah. Um, did you might think it was like chum or some kind of like <laughs> eh, the? I thought it was red tide. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No. I. So I, it was the smell. So if you fingered her and you bit your fingernails and it wasn't stinky, you wouldn't have done that. I was really like, I was already very. That's scared. what I was gonna say. I thought you were just paranoid. Yeah, but it it didn't help the fact that I should thought I, it was like. Should I say that you fingered a girl whose vagina kind of smelled? Oh, so, sorry. Would that add to the story? Would no, 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 reasoning? no. Let me let me yeah, let me yeah. say it. It sets me up nicely to go into. A little Florida stuff. The only thing I worry about is that girls are going to be so scared about the smell of their pussy now because men are going to think they have AIDS then. You know uh, what I no, mean? no, no. I didn't or, have AIDS, guys. So well, obviously, but like... No, no, I'm just saying out there. If a girl's vagina smells and she's super hot and you have like great chemistry, what are you going to do? Um, Honestly. Throw her in the ocean. Come no, on. I'm I, gonna, I'm, I'm, I, I, don't give the right answer. Are there answer. vaginas that don't smell? I mean, uh, I mean like... Isn't there always a, a smell? They always are going to smell, and they shouldn't smell good. It'd be weird if your vagina smelled great. I understand it smelling good after a guy has like fallen in love with you and like is into your pheromones. Like, I like a, the smell of a guy's pits and like body odor mm -hmm. when when I'm in love with them. But to have your vagina smell good without yeah. that, you're a weird. You're kind of a pervert if you like the smell of like just pussy because it's that's a that's a nook where a lot of saturation is happening and it's like there's there's dirty things down there for, for sure. sure for sure and honestly i wouldn't it was a cruise like you're not gonna have a lasting relationship from a hookup on a cruise like there was nothing involved there but if it was someone i was dating that i loved i i no. i'd eventually maybe have a no 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 you don't love them yet because i feel uh, like if you love them we've already you've already oh, fingered okay, them I've a already, lot this yeah. is like first couple dates there's like uh there's just something kicking down there and it feels like you I know would, you're smart enough to know that a woman's vagina smelling a little bit like off doesn't mean HIV or like yes. that she is going to give you a disease although your brain might do that uh, for you even though you know cognitively that's well, not when true. I'm 15 or 16 I was so ignorant well, it was literally like now. my first vagina I ever felt what do you do now if it's if it smells like because I'm gonna talk, like I'm just speaking from my own experience like there are times where if a guy goes down on me a new guy yeah. like does anything to me I there's a part of me that's like oh I hope it's okay today because I don't know and maybe Maybe because like we talked about the other day, you don't know mm -hmm. your own smell because you get yes. used to it. That's why people stink and they don't know. And you go, how can this guy not fucking smell that he smells like this? It's because, you know, we evolution, we, we get used to scents so that we can uh, smell new ones. I honestly think I would give another try. And also like. Would you tell them? If the smell is new to you. Would you want to know, Noah, if your pussy stank? 
Like, would you want a guy to gently tell I, you? I don't think I could tell her. Not unless it was like maybe five hookups in, and it's just like, okay, this is. But really I think, gonna... would you tell her, or would you just cut it loose? I, I think if I really liked her, I hopefully I would tell her. I, I, I really hope you? I'd be what, there. Do you want to do it when you role play? I go, ooh, wee, that pussy stick. Okay, well, <laughs> okay let's role play. Go, uh, so if it's right. the fifth time you've hooked up with this girl, <laughs> yeah. and you guys have a great time together, mm-hmm. and. You see a future. It's like the first person you've really like connected with in a while, and you're like, "Oh my god, like this is happening." And it, you went down on her, like say on like the second date, and it wasn't great. And now you're about you went down on her again, and it what? It's just like not. There's something wrong. Yes. Like, and it's not just you. You've gone down enough girls to know, or do you think it's you? What? What's? What's your? I don't know. It's so hard because then it's like. If she is aware of it and she can't do it, she's like tried to do stuff for it. She should warn you then. If a girl has, I think if you're aware of it, do you Noah, have gingivitis of a vagina? Like, is I, there a vagina that like gingivitis or vaginavitis? Well, yeah, it's called oh. it's called BV or yeah, like it's called VB oh. or vag bacterial vaginosis. bacterial vaginosis. Yeah, and then yeah, like the girl should go and and get something for that. I personally would not want to be told. But I have a suggestion of how you could handle it. What? What? You say, hey, let's go and do this in the shower. I have like, I've always wanted to eat a girl out in the shower or something. Oh, yeah. But I've always wanted to you- see what it would be like to put a Listerine pocket pack strip <laughs> between <laughs> each of your labial folds and see what happens. I want to do a science experiment. I, wanna, I just want to put an airborne in there and see what happens. I want you to douche with this uh, Clorox. Um yeah. I, what about uh, if a guy had a smelly dick? I would say something, I think, because, it, you know, guys are less, um, like, less of their identity, I think, and, and I don't speak for, like, all men, and I certainly don't speak for any men, but I feel like less of your identity is wrapped up in, like, cleanliness and being, mm-hmm. like, dainty, like, wi- yes. being feminine is very, like, clean, and like, that's, like, how you're supposed to so be. how would you bring it up to a smelly penis? I'd say, listen... <laughs> I fucking love sucking your dick and oh, I love one. your penis. Like I'm obsessed. And if that were the case, but I think if I wanted to make this relationship last, even no matter what their penis looked like, I would already be obsessed with their penis. I like you so much. There is something going on down there. And I don't think it has anything to do with like who you are. <laughs> There's just something that is like not your fault that's happening down there. And I think you should just go get it looked at because I'm like, I just, I want to suck your dick all the time. And it's like preventing that. And it's, I don't care. I literally don't care at all. Like I've had a stinky pussy before. Like (laughs) I would probably make up a scenario where like I've had the same thing happen to me and I just didn't know about it till someone told me. And I know this is so awkward and I promise you it doesn't make me, doesn't change the way I look at you or like how into you I am. I just... I'm trying to get COVID right now so I can suck your dick. And I don't want to do have to do that because I'm trying to lose my sense of taste and smell actively. And do you want me to die of COVID? Because I am I am licking uh, you know, nasal swabs at uh, that I find in CVS dumpsters right now, just trying to I kinda, I kinda love it if the guy was just like you're just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> like, 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 I'd instead be like, of okay, daddy. <laughs> yeah, I um, know, right? Like, no, I. What would he? What would you do if he was just like, you got it? Well, that's my dick. It mm, smells. I mean, a guy like would never do that. <laughs> like, I, I, that would make me go, okay, the deal breaker. <laughs> However, Noah, I believe that as much as it would pain me, I would want a guy to have the, to do the exact same way yeah. I just said that. Like, no, that was good. I don't judge you at all. 
this has happened to me before. I like I've I just think that you have something going on down there and you can't even I don't think you can smell it because or I don't think you sense it because you're all the way up here. But like as someone that's been down there, just want to let you know, like I I love your pussy. I can't wait to get back in there. But the way it is now, there's something wrong. Though I learned that from Ted Lasso. Yeah. His niece, uh, Roy's niece has bad breath. Yeah. And they're both like it can't be that bad because a boy at school is teasing her. They're like, I can't, oh, honey, it can't be that bad. And they both smell it and they're like, and like gagging. And the way they tell her is like, it's not your fault. Like, I love that. Like it's, because I think that so much of this stuff is like, you're dirty, you're wrong, you're bad, you did something bad. And even if you are unclean and, and it is your fault because you don't wash your vagina properly, that's still not your fault to me at least because something's going on in your life where you either didn't learn how to clean yourself because, and that's not your fault or maybe you don't care because you've yeah. let go of your cleanliness because you're depressed. That's not your fault. You're depressed. Like whatever reason it is, I, I, I definitely would take away the hardest part the about fault. it though is, is if you do say something the next time you hook up, it's on their mind. The next, you know, it's like, yeah, but then, then you can make a joke of it and go, I'm going in. Like you can yeah, make a joke and go, is it still there? Like, Keep keep the conversation going. Don't yeah. make it be a one time thing because if you take away the the person delivering the news, if you make it so casual mm-hmm. that you like don't care at all about talking about it, then the person that it's is going to feel more comfortable about it. If you're like trepidatious, I feel like that's when when someone is bringing up something to me that's like hard for them to do, whether it be you or any or even myself when I bring up something for someone. The like, hey, can we talk? Um, so I don't know what like all of that stuff mm-hmm. makes whatever's about to come so much worse because I'm reading their body language and their way they talk, and I'm like, holy shit, this is really bad. Yeah, because the way they're presenting it, whereas opposed to like, hey, uh, there's this thing, and listen, this is like, it happens all the time. I maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe there's something wrong with me that I, it bu- bugs me. But it's this thing. And the more casual you are about it, that's I think why with anal sex I've become so far into the shitting thing and like being like you're gonna get shit on if you do anal sex. Like you're gonna come yeah. across poop. Like let's just be casual about it because when it happens, I don't want it to be this thing of like. <laughs> Did we we both know what happened? But we're not going to talk about it. Like, the, yeah. the, if we talk about it, it takes away the weight and the shame. It's almost if you go big up top, then whatever ends up happening, like you, you're going to shit on them, and so maybe a little shit will get on you. It's like when it's like you know, forty people died, now just five people died, kind right. of thing. Like you're you're. You're going bigger. T- so last, that- so last night, they told a girl that her house burned down, and they felt so that she would leave their stand so they could sneak into the bar on this episode. And they were all like, we feel bad, because she ran out of the bar being like, my building's burning down. And they go, no, she's going to appreciate her apartment more than she ever has now, because it's going to, like, you know, when you think yeah, you've yeah, lost yeah, something, yeah, you yeah, find exactly. your wallet, and you're like, I love this wallet so much. Yeah. But So I, then you go, your vagina and your butthole smell, and then it's just, then no, it's go, just your just vagina. Kidding. Just your vagina. My friend Gabe <laughs> Kia had a great joke about when he got a, a felony and he got arrested for dealing cocaine in college. And obviously that was, he just like, you know, he's a nice boy that just mm-hmm. got into the wrong game and got busted almost right away, you Dude, know? That happened to someone else I know. And right uh, he got busted and um, and also it was, it was a, the guy that turned him in that ratted on him oh. was a, um, was one of the, family of the like o'reilly auto parts okay and so he does this joke and he goes oh 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 o'reilly 
you're a narc. And so every time I drive past O'Reilly Auto Parts, I like flick it off and send a picture to Gabe Kia of like yeah. me being like, fuck you, O'Reilly. When really it's just like a kit. Like, don't don't not give O'Reilly business because of this. But um, but he said that when he told his mom, he goes, Mom, um, oh, God. I have a felony charge. And she was like, What? And he was like, and she goes, for what, Gabe? And he goes, rape. And she's like, oh, my God. And he goes, just kidding, Mom, it's cocaine. And she was like, oh, good. And so then she was, like, relieved. It's so funny. I actually, so it happened to me uh. once with a death. Like, the, the one death that I've had that's been closest to me was my cousin JD, who I grew up with. And um, my sister called me in 2014 and was like, Nikki. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, my dad's dead. Like 100% my dad or mom died tragically. Like, And then she was like, JD is dead. I was like, oh, thank God. You know, like a, compared, yeah, like cousin, yeah. a, a cousin I'm very close to compared to my parents is quite a different thing. So it was like, it, there was a release immediately. There was like, okay, th- oh good. I, I, um, I have gratitude for my parents. It was almost like... um you know, when you, you're upset about something, make a gratitude list because it made me celebrate the things I now have that I thought I didn't. Oh, it sucks so that we have to go through like something that big to realize like something's important. I know. I mean, Norm like, MacDonald, I'm like, oh, I would love to go see him. I'm like really into him right now. And it's like, well, <laughs> a little too late. I did get to see him at Caroline's like four years ago. Oh, that's it cool. Was, yeah, it was it was pretty incredible. Did he bomb or did he kill? Because a he... little bit of both. Oh, really? Do you remember any he just highlights? He gives such zero fucks. It's like he goes up there. I zero. mean, who knew he had cancer at this time? Which, that was another thing I was thinking about with him having cancer, whether it's terminal or not. It was nine years. It's a great reason to be like, I don't give a fuck if I go up there and talk about um, Mountain point. Dew for a, a, an hour. Well, if it helps, we're compare. all going to die of cancer. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking all that. All of us. I was thinking about this week and I go, We all I'm have dying. a terminal illness yes. called life. Yes. And I was like, why do I get, I'm opening with a bit that I been a little afraid to you know what i mean like that's why i say in our little chats before i go i I kind of make it becomes a little bit sad because i go we could die tomorrow let's treat this show like if we knew we were gonna die tomorrow we wouldn't give a fuck we would just want to have as much fun as possible so let's treat this like because there's always like i want to work on this joke because i've got this thing coming up what if you don't have that thing coming up like what would this set be like and maybe you can still work on that joke because there's fun to be had and in the process um, so even if you thought you were dying tomorrow, you still want to do this new joke that isn't completely worked out. But like, if we all did live like that, it would be, uh, it, it might be pandemonium uh, actually. But he, he, you know how Gary Shanley, there might be a lot of Coke dealings, if you know what I'm saying from uh, the last Oh yeah, that's joke. a good point. That's a good point. We're like, we're going to die tomorrow. Me and Nikki are just dead in an alley from Ugh. fucking drinking too many wine yeah. coolers. Again. We got to get to the news. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so he was great, and uh, that's. But uh, we, we'll interject uh, no, Norm stories throughout this. I feel I, I do want to hear about your experience seeing him. All right, uh, let's get to the news. Apparently, you heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, you heard it here first. This is a big, big, big episode. We're on YouTube now. Hi, everyone at home. I hope you're having all the swells. Yeah, that's you, and YouTube. Comment on my looks below. <laughs> Yeah, how does Nikki's leg look? I'm never going to read these comments. No matter what, I just want to let everyone know. I'll read them and I, let Andrew her know passive-aggressively. No, he won't. No. He will read the comments because he's a glutton for pain. But you can say, I would love to you say nice things because I feel like I'll just feel it in the in the 
in the ether. I won't read nice ones or bad ones. I will never. There's no way I will ever read these comments ever. But leave them because I, it helps the algorithm. And I'm, I swear, yeah, definitely <laughs> leave them. But just know I will never read them. So if you are trying to hurt me, it ain't gonna happen. But but Andrew will read them. So um, and then I'll I'll, I'll I'll try to hurt him. Yeah, and then I'll write it and then uh, on our refrigerator. If you and honestly just not, and. Well, sorry, Noah. <laughs> I was going to say, just not to confuse people, this episode will be on YouTube on Wednesday. Wednesday and we'll yes. announce everything on our Instagram. Oh, yes. okay. But on this episode, I just want to say, comment below. If you want to comment below anything, and you probably already have at this point, because we're <laughs> far into the episode, and you, if you hated it, you stopped watching it. But a lot of people like continue watching things when they hate it. Yeah. If you're watching and you don't like this and you want to comment something mean, <laughs> would you say that to my face in the street? Honestly, ask yourself that because that should be the litmus before you comment something like you should have to do a captcha of like FaceTiming me, you know, because I bet you wouldn't. But uh, maybe you're going to write. I wouldn't say it to your face because your face looks fucking puffy and tired. You dumb <laughs> cunt bitch. I haven't come in a while and I'm angry. Chad's. Oh, I'm going to get killed. I'm gonna get. Are you started. edging right now? I love it. I'm. I. I might be. Uh, all right. So first story. Uh, Instagram is wreaking havoc on young girls. A study found it exact exact ah, a big show fucking up exacerbates. Wait. Nice. Uh, negative body image, low self-esteem, anxiety, depression, and in extreme cases, suicidal thoughts. The study was commissioned by extreme Facebook. cases. I you love mean that every the, day. Yeah, was commissioned by Facebook and then buried by its own executives. Wait, so Facebook and Instagram are? Uh, Facebook it, owns Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so it was commissioned by it, and then <laughs> the report was buried because the the research was. Probably even worse than we can imagine. I'm sure. There's, if a 37 year old woman who has worked on herself so much can still has to mute people on Instagram so that she doesn't yeah. feel sad, and even body positive accounts trigger me, where they're like girls showing their cellulite or like bigger women being like, I'm beautiful, even those piss me off and make me feel weirdly insecure. My cellulite isn't as dimply as hers, or, uh, you know, uh, th there's always just something. If it's happening to me, I can't, I just, I know it's the most, you know, pedestrian thing to say, oh, if, you know, social media were around when I was a kid, but I would have, I would have killed myself. Yeah. I, I'm not joking you. I wouldn't have been good for someone like me. I would not have survived. I don't think I would have survived it. I just wonder if uh, there's like, um, like, let's say you had... Uh, Instagram since you were, you know, nine. And I would have been wrong to do that, by the way. I want to say, like, I would, I, it would have been the biggest, it would have been the saddest thing because what potential I had and what bullshit that all is that, um, but I wasn't smart enough or like, my brain wasn't developed enough to see past those things. So I just want to say that when I say that, I just mean like I was a kid that would have made a very dumb uh, and final decision so yeah i mean it's tough because because of instagram because of social media there are so many platforms and so many different influencers that could be positives for these kids what happens is is they type in like they want to get into bodybuilding like this is what happens with and then instagram will take that and go all right well here's 300 accounts of the hottest women you've ever seen that might right bodybuilding caption in their thing and then they see the likes that they get they see the followers they get and then they look at their 40 followers they look at their cellulite and think i don't know I'm if nothing. it's about followers for girls though huh 
Like, I think for, for teenage not, girls, yeah. I don't know if it's just followers. I think it's just like, oh, I wish my body would look that way. Yeah, yeah. On top of that, I'm saying. I guess I'm it's saying, like the girls with the best sure. bodies have the most followers and like fame. And like, yeah. even though they don't probably think they can get a blue check mark in the fame and, and the thousands and thousands of likes, they think like, you know, obviously that's what gets that kind of thing. Like, the way I looked, I never thought I was going to be Jennifer Aniston when I was in middle school, but the way that I thought I wanted to be that famous in my own yes. world and so mm. yeah i think you're i mean I, fame I is definitely you. i think involved in it though i think i think that with that people want to be famous so badly yeah that it's all about going viral it's all about being big on tiktok and then their friend has big boobs so she gets a, literally a million followers for having big boobs she doesn't have big boobs and then she thinks i need breast implants and then bam. journaling today and i was like dealing with a jealousy issue that i'm having about someone in the business that is like a peer and like and a friend. And I was just like, I was just journaling about my feelings about it because it just, I can't help my feelings, you know? Like it's, I'm not choosing to be jealous of this person. And, and I wrote, okay, if this person gets all the things that I'm scared they're gonna get because I don't have those things or even maybe the things that I do have that this person is also gonna get that maybe makes me feel like the things that I got are not as special because now someone else got them or mm -hmm. they're going to be the new big man on campus and they're going to forget about me. Will it change? What will that person get that I don't have right now? Like what's, what am I honestly wanting? And mm. the truth is love and um, maybe a, a lot, like a life part, like a, a it might expose me to more, People that I will have the best, the richest friends, the, the not richest meaning like I'm not like emotionally, I mean financially. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I will have the <laughs> what I will have the you know, the best, I will have the option to have the best of everything, and I guess that's it. Or I will have enough, I will Do you have feel more like money. This person has love in their personal life and friends, yeah. So that's probably added on to the thing. It's yeah. not though, yeah. because that's what help, helped get me there was like this person, I could be jealous of them without the fame because what I really want is what they already have. Mm -hmm. And that's like a partner who loves them, um, financial security, uh, like just a, just a great outlook on life, just kind of uh, happiness, a strong sense of self. And the, the things that they're going to get are not going to give them more of that. So why am I threatened by more people liking this person? Because the things I want, do, do not I do not get any of the things that I'm thinking. When I really break it down, like, I just want to be happier. I always want, like, to feel better. And what makes me feel better? Connection, um, comfort, foot massages. All of those things I can get without fame and have had without fame. Yes, some of those are acquired through money, especially foot massages and comfort. But um, I just, I had to really like journal about, and, and I was able to release it because I was like, this is a fallacy. My jealousy is a fallacy because there's nothing true about it. Like jealousy is born of, I guess envy is when you want something that someone else has. And I think it was more envy of like, I, I don't know the difference between jealousy and envy. I always like back up against those. They're spelled those. different. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a big one. Thank you, yeah, Andrew. You're that's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty deep. Uh, it's like underwear. Wait, can I ask a question? Wait, uh, wait. What was I gonna? Oh, but see, I think like you've you you have reached. I guess 
it's why billionaires are still upset because they still want more, mm-hmm. right? Like it's about at that point, it's just about needing more. Like you've accomplished literally ninety nine point away. I know. But I don't want people to forget yeah, about me, and yeah. I don't want my uh, accomplishments to be diminished when someone else gets Get, the same yeah. things. That's that's almost what it is, and. But it doesn't affect you, I don't think. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I did the math. I was able to break apart the problem and deconstruct it, and go, yeah. okay, what I'm, what I'm, gel- what I think this person's gonna get—the happiness, the comfort, the friends, the people, like cool people thinking she's cool. Uh, I already have all that, and also I know that the the, the last one, especially, doesn't mean bull- anything, and it doesn't make me feel better. I always just feel like I'm tricking that cool person, and that that person isn't as cool as I thought they were because they like me. Mm-hmm. So I always already invalidate that if it happens. So once I was able to deconstruct it and be like, it, I was able to release it. Like I honestly am at a point now where I'm like, God, I hope this person gets everything that they want. And I really can say that because I was able to write it out and like, and and take the feeling and. I don't know, just p- p- pair it apart and That's go, like, so this feeling cool. is actually doesn't even have, it's not even true. But the my, jealousy doesn't, but isn't based in nothing. My question, though, is, though, like, so, like, let's say you were a 16-year-old girl, right? In in this world, you probably already have 400,000 followers, right, on TikTok. You're doing well. Mm. You know what I mean? We're not, these people didn't pull girls that have 600,000 followers on TikTok. These are girls that have... No, 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 no followers. That's maybe what I'm just saying. Are... No, I'm saying they're looking at accounts that it, have four hundred thousand. Yes. They have maybe forty, whatever. Yeah. What do you say to the girl that hasn't reached anything? Like hasn't accomplished. I will say these you things? won't know until you try and you get a little bit of that. That that stuff doesn't bring you happiness. No amount of me saying fame doesn't bring you happiness. Yes. Or or anyone you famous to... saying that will will make you believe that. You'll have to have your own set. You'll have to live your life, go after the things that you think you want, and see and and really just investigate what is actually what you're after. What are you after ultimately? Love, happiness, like honestly, money. And then what what does money say about you? Well, it means um I can live comfortably. Okay, well, comfort and have shelter and food and all that's important. But like when you break it down. You will eventually realize that those stuff don't bring you happiness, but it's so ingrained in us that even I, knowing these things, still get wrapped up mm-hmm. in it. And I have to, I have to pause and journal. I have to do it. It was, it was honestly felt like a math test that on, you know, you would have cheated on. But you know when like yeah. you would have to do a quadratic, like you would have to break it down and show your work. I had to show my work of my feeling. Like, okay, show how how did you get to jealousy? What's going on here? And then once you break it down, you're like this. This the science doesn't match. Yeah. It doesn't there's no reason I it was like how I quit drinking. Once I looked at all the reasons for why I drank and that book the Alan Carr Easy Way to Stop Drinking, it any reason I had to drink, he would disprove and go, actually that's doesn't do that for you. It doesn't make you braver. It doesn't make you more courageous. It doesn't make you more social. It doesn't and and once he 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 gave every arc like I couldn't argue. Yes it does. He broke it down. I was like I can't do it anymore. I can't. I don't have the need to drink. So now I don't have the need to be jealous of that that particular person. Yeah. I was able to unbrainwash myself. I guess. Next story. Um. Next story. Actually, it goes really well into the next story. Ooh. Uh, by daydreaming, individuals realize unmet emotional and psychological needs in a fictitious environment. A person can spend more than sixty percent of their waking time in an imaginary world they have created. I don't, I don't relate to daydreaming at all. 
I was going to say, well, there's three different personalities that were studied. There's the narcissistic uh, grandiosity, grandiosity, uh-huh. grandiosity, the tendency to believe that one is superior to others and deserves special treatment, more likely to daydream about themes such as wish fulfillment, power, dominance, and violence, separation and security, fearing rejection and or separation. Uh, they're more likely to daydream about distractions from boredom, rewarding pastimes, and caring relationships. And the last one is anhedonia. I don't know, lacking enjoyment or energy for life experiences. They recall a rewarding pastime and distractions from unpleasant realities. So essentially people either, you know, they daydream about when things were actually good. I've never done that because it's already done and I am like, it's gone. Like you can't get it back. I don't even like to go back in the past. When you daydream, do you actually see things? Like I, I'll I do it in the car the sometimes. In the car on a long drive. Like what are you daydreaming about? I mean, you've you've been interviewed by Letterman in your shower. That's yeah. daydreaming. Oh, I thought that was real. Oh shit. <laughs> no, yeah, that no, that's what I was going to say. That was his web series. He in, was interviewing people in a shower. Yeah, it was just a <laughs> tester for his Netflix show. Yeah, it he was wanted, a quibby yeah. thing that never really got off the ground. Yeah, I was less expensive than a mannequin they put in a chair. That does seem like a. A, a web series someone would do is like we interview people in showers yeah. you know like when you're trying to do something quirky a little bit different it really like, is and then you put a plan in there yes and, yes um and, man, and then you get a special and everyone tells you it's brilliant <laughs> anyhow uh i digress uh should we watch that later you'll laugh um so anyway so uh yeah no i do that on the shower i do it because I what take do you do in the car? Shower. What's what are you going in the car to? i'll just get lost i can't sometimes i'll dry i mean it sounds bad but like i'll daydream and an hour will pass and i go <laughs> i was driving oh yeah like, people I've, i have that too where it's like you all of a sudden go whoa whoa i'm whoa. driving wait tell me what you daydream about are you going past present or future a lot of times i'll be doing in uh or violence. future future <laughs> violence, violence was one of those like, yeah what? i daydream about killing like a family of six i mean <laughs> <laughs> Six. I just, That's hard to find I nowadays. I daydream about with... driving a bigger car to kill more people. Right. It's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, you day- daydream about plowing into a <laughs> head-on into a minivan. You know what would be dope is driving a smart car into a truck and you demolished a truck. That'd be badass. <gasps> Wait, what? Because you always see like a, a, one of these semi-trucks. But, but why would that happen if a tiny car, like physically? Maybe I don't it think hit a ramp happen. and then went through the windshield. Okay. Like a deer oh, goes through oh, a windshield. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> a little like, um, what are those little cars that are like- A Fiat? No, the one, yeah, like a Fiat. Yeah, just like goes off a ramp yeah. and then slams into a huge Walmart like yeah, truck. Yeah, like a badass Doesn't kill driver. Anyone, like, but like, oh, like, nothing can hurt me. I'm a fucking semi-truck driver that yeah. takes up nine lanes. Yeah. And then a Fiat just jumps. I love our- I love dri- truck drivers, by the way. I don't want to make fun of them. And I think they actually are the most safe on the road. They than probably anyone. love getting made fun of. Freaking. All right. Well, comment below. What do you feel? I'll go after them. I'm not afraid. <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> I do love that. That was great. That, they love it, apparently. I've read uh, on Reddit countless times. People are like, my dad's a truck driver. Just know that they love that. <laughs> they love you to go, huh? Do the, the honk blow thing. horn signal. Yeah, they love it. Or the it, maybe it's a jerk. I'll jerk you off at the next <laughs> rest stop. Maybe yeah. that's why they like it. You just hold up a sign of a picture of George Michael. Is that how you jerk people off? Yeah. Is you pull it like a crank? Um, uh, what do you daydream about, Noah? Do you daydream? I like I used to daydream all the time and I'm almost like a little embarrassed to admit it but I used to like daydream about being in like a loving relationship. Yeah. Mm. And this is like when I was but what did very, he look like, like a teenager. Was it Letterman? 
<laughs> no. What would Tom you do? Hardy. Tom Hart, really? Oh, he yeah. is hot. Yeah. Wait, you, when you were. But a- I used to like. Okay. Think that like my my pillow was like a body. You know, I yeah. would just like always like go to bed and just like get into like these really long like daydreams. I used to do it all the time. I don't. Oh, wow. Not anymore though. I I really am envious of that. I, I I think it relates to my envy of women who um and I can do the math on this one and it actually checks out because I can't do it. Who can um think about past sexual encounters or fantasize and and come from like uh their mind oh. and like a, a story they tell in their mind. I have no ability to do that. Me neither. I, if anyone knows why I can't, I I'm not one of these people that can't recall people's faces in my mind. There's some people that have the like. They they can't imagine a face until they see it. Like uh, even a, like their mother. Have you ever tried to masturbate? No porn. Like when's the last time you just did it with your brain? I would never even attempt uh, to do that. Like most of the time, I can't even do it with. Porn, can you try so. it like within the next week and see and talk about it? Yeah, I feel like it would be like me in the woods rubbing two sticks together to make fire. Like it would just be <laughs> naked and afraid. <laughs> Honestly, it's just <laughs> you gotta talk about that on stage. It's very funny to like. <laughs> To just, I mean, I just want you to try. Like, I think it's uh, high on your own supply. Yeah, I mean, I love that someone. I think Ashley Hasseltine is the one that said it's like playing acoustic when oh. you just do it with your hand. Oh uh, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I can't even. I mean, it would be. When I'll I, try it. I'll I've try it. Tr- I've tried it, and like weird people. It has pop to in. be. It has to be someone I actually have a chance with. That's where I fantasize. Like. The times Not that I daydream, people, future people. The times I daydream is when I have potential with someone that's very exciting, like it's on the move, but it hasn't happened yet, and I can close my eyes on a plane and just imagine like being in a relationship with them and like how exciting it's going to be when I see them for, like the next time, and like that it's got to be on the precipice of real, and it's always, always about a guy. Yeah, it's never about like. Oh my god, I, I might get SNL. Like it's never that. Yes. It's never a career thing because those things stress me out. Whereas like a loving relationship makes me feel <laughs> like oh I can't wait. Yeah. So that, but it has to be someone that's like I actually have a chance with. Not like there's never like a celebrity unless it's a you know a celebrity Any- I have a chance with, which they don't want to date me because <laughs> they like like their private lives and don't. And also maybe they just don't want to date me. I like to say it's because they're so private. Yeah, that's why because they're private. That's why celebrities wouldn't. That's why Ben Affleck would swipe left on me on Ryan yeah, that's because it. he knows I talk so openly on stage and he wants to keep it. I mean, he knows your whole act and he would know exactly the jokes that you're talking about. Who knows? He might be a fan. I'm sure he is. That's what's Wait, about. are you, we changing? <laughs> I'm like, yes, ending you and you go, actually, he's a fan. He's a fan. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I would almost guarantee he doesn't know who I am. Doesn't? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people know who you are that you didn't expect it, like, at mm-hmm. times. I mean, I do know that I did an impression of Jennifer Aniston on Whitney Cummings podcast and Whitney sent me a screenshot of Jen DMing her and (gasps) saying, "Wait, uh, what's this? You didn't know that? No. What? I I was just so mortified because it wasn't that good of an impression. I hadn't like practiced it in a while and it wasn't like, it just wasn't great. What did Jen write? She wrote like, uh, (gasps) like, like crying tear. Like it was, I'll pull it up. I I probably still have it. It was like an emoji that wasn't the best. This is what you need to masturbate to. But you're no (laughs) kidding. Does that count? Yeah. It was like, it was good, but oh, here it is. Just put Zach Efron's face. Oh, she wrote, oh Lord, two exclamation marks. And then the, the, uh, the emoji where it's like the two, like here, I'll, I'll zoom in. I mean, that's great. <laughs> I did it, you guys. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston laughed at something I did and said, "Oh Lord, oh, oh Lord." You know, oh. I bet who's not getting that—the person you're jealous of. 
And then getting that text. Well. Yet. <laughs> yet. They're probably, you know, they'll get that version. You know, I don't want my heroes to know. Like, when I did that, I remember being like, Jen's probably going to, and I love that I'm calling her Jen. Jen is probably going to yeah, see this J-A. because she's friends with Whitney. And I know that, like, and Whitney's tagging her in the videos. And I was just like, I know she's going to see it. And I was just like, no, I just, I don't want, I don't want my heroes to know I exist. And I love But them then s- part of you is like, I do want to. No, not no? at all. Like really? the Taylor Swift thing. Like I get into trouble. I love people so much that I have opinions about them that might be a little bit negative. Like my impression of her isn't like glowingly nice. Like it's just like, ah, 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 ah. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's not like the best thing to. to so Noises are bit, awesome. I love no- like yeah. we forget how great our mouths can Bye. be. Yeah. Like our- <laughs> I don't know what that one was, but I do think that. <gasps> <gasps> I do think though that um, she, yeah, I, I'm glad I w- review. I, I remember when she sent it to me. I didn't even look at it. That was the first time I was actually looking. Well, at I'm it. glad that you were um, able to. And, and the fact that she sent it to me, I knew it was positive, so I just kind of like didn't look at it. But I still don't remember what Taylor Swift wrote to me on um, the comment that she wrote to me on my my thing. I, I she wrote, I think it was like, oh my god, thank you so much. Like I, but I looked at it once and I never will again because it was just like, okay, I know it's positive. I can't dissect it because. If I even sense that she's a little bit like, this girl kind of sucks and like this is lame, I, I, I won't be able to enjoy her anymore. And I need Jen and I need Tay. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with Why Do I Care? Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. 
comedian, writer and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there. I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage, for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Andrew, why do I care? Interesting question. Why do I care? Oh, man. This is pretty big news. I hope you're uh, sitting down again. Okay. Love is Blind star Jessica Batine. Yeah. Wait, is she talking to um, Barnett or Mark right now? Oh, Barnett. Okay, so what? what is the She's news engaged. article about me? Oh, my God, I To am. a surgeon named Benjamin McGrath, who's oh. not related to... That other McGrath guy that had the hit. Mark. Mark, yes. Every morning. Yeah. I'm not going to sing. Jessica. What's her name again? Jessica. Jessica Rabbit. Is her name Jessica? Batten. Yes. Batten. Batten, um, Batten Rouge. Obviously, I, um, we all remember her. She she ended up uh, falling for, well, she loved Barnett. She, she loved, was She talked she was to Barnett like Bug this. Eyes. And then she, like, when Mark, she got with Mark, though. And she would talk to Mark like, hey, Mark, will you go get me another glass of wine? And she'd be like, so, Barnett, I think that you and Amber are really good together. And I don't know. Hey, Mark, I'm never going to sleep with you. Like, poor Mark. Like, she just, uh, she couldn't, she couldn't get it up for old Marky. It's got to suck. And Mark on, was a great guy. On that show, when they fall for you through the door, and then you but open the door, up. and they're like, I've been watching her on I followed her on Instagram immediately upon watching that show because I felt like she was edited poorly I just thought like you know this woman drank a little too much sometimes and probably had like uh, like I relate to drinking too much and saying embarrassing things and I thought you know what this woman 
I'm not making fun of her for that. I'm making fun of her for like doing a baby voice with a guy she likes and and like oh, yeah. that's I I actually like this girl because I felt I felt for I felt very connected to her as someone who struggles with drinking and like that's why I didn't do ever audition for a re- real world or any of those shows even though I would have loved to because I knew that I would get oh drunk God. and do embarrassing things. It would have been ridiculous. I, and I wouldn't have been I would have been so embarrassed I couldn't live with myself and so that is um so I felt for her, I followed her, and so I've been watching this relationship kind of take place, and I'm really happy for her. Do I think it will last? No, no. Are you projecting? No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't think <laughs> anything last, to be honest with you. I do think Noah, I think you and Avi will last. Thank I do you. think that. Um, but It'd be so weird if you said you didn't think But the, honestly, well, I do want to say, though, that I just don't think that marriages that last until death are quote unquote successful and marriages that fail or divorces make a a marriage unsuccessful. I think that that is completely false. And like a lot of times I see couples that have been married for like 55 years and it's like, wow, give it up for them, everyone. It's like they just were too scared to leave. Like that's not, Mm. and that's, they didn't brave it out. They sleep in seven separate bedrooms and they don't talk to each other. That's not like, wow, they worked through the hard times. A lot of times it is what happens and they go to therapy and they like get through really trying times and they're still in love and like that's a successful marriage. Just staying married, that ain't successful to me. Yeah. You can stay a lot of things. And it's to me, that's laziness. And that's why I always uh, congratulate people when they get divorced. I mean, if you're fucking like... Because it's harder to do than you've been with the stay. same person, yeah, for like 30 years, and you're like 68, you know, 70, and you're like, I'm going to make a change now. Like That like, is brave as fuck. I know. It's wild. It's wild to think, I'm going to put myself back out there. I, I would say that is Woo. up there with trans people that uh, decide to make the transition when they know deep down there, like when they put everything on the line all the the fear and the judgments from other people like i do think trans people are the bravest people uh, alive um like like to do that and even if you if, i don't think you're weak if you don't decide to transition because i just i don't think that i could do it if i deep down wanted to it's just so scary the judgment and like what you stand to lose and the what you what you stand to the ridicule you stand to uh, have inflicted upon yourself just because you want to be yourself like it's too much so i like i i think trans people should board p- trans people who have transitioned should be able to board planes before soldiers oh or trans because i think it's right or at the same time let me just say that because i think they are just as brave and people go maybe you're gonna comment like what i i fought for this country da-da. like thank you for your service please board the plane early i like that too but no, and they just want to be different and get attention. You're such an idiot if you think that. You're literally such an idiot if you think that trans people, like, who would choose? I mean, it's great that trans people should be happy that they're trans, but, like, and for who they are. But if anyone thinks someone chooses to do that, to, like, have their family not think they're, like, to not acknowledge them anymore. Like, people... Do you know what I'm saying? No, I hear what you're saying. Why? I don't understand why people can't get it. That like that might that there's a thing that you might not experience yeah. yourself that they're going through that might you might not that be has able to grasp. Nothing to do with you. But can you grasp the idea of something hard that would be really hard to do that you wouldn't want to do but you have to do because it's just so part of you? You can maybe grasp that idea. Maybe extend it to that. But like, th- I would say that people probably go, 
their yeah. thought process is well negative attention still attention you know that's what they would say they would go well oh well are they getting are they are, aren't they well, getting a I lot of likes and a lot of outside okay, affirmation so maybe there is someone that's been trans and they did it for attention let's just say that, that those people do exist yeah even that is like so sad and i feel for that person yeah, that I they have to like they want attention so bad that they have to do this thing like yeah. there's this new trend on tiktok and this is separate issue there's a new trend on tiktok where people are like pretending to have autism and like like oh, because stimming. of because it's getting it such gets attention a, or they yeah. pretend to have like a disability that's what i'm saying like that kind of shit like even Garrett from uh, F Boy Island, I couldn't understand why he would want to be a villain. Like he's signing up for the show where he's lying about who he is. You have to go through the rest of your life, people knowing you're a liar. Like you are, you're signing up to be a villain, and and that goes back to Trump. Like it's proven now that negative attention equals people will like it and rally yes. around you. I just don't think that someone who's trans that like l isn't able to now see their nieces and nephews because they've like because they get you know twenty thousand and they have to like get injections that cost so much money and they like have to you know they have to change their name and like all the stuff like I don't think I can't imagine looking at that person going God they just are so desperate for attention <laughs> like yeah why would you sign up for something that know. makes you feel more alienated yeah. from the people you love in, in general mm -hmm. you know I just uh, I just don't get it but um, maybe someone can explain it to me but I don't think that you're gonna do a good job uh, so do we think Jessica's over Barnett <laughs> <laughs> um, you know I bet I bet finally she is and she really like wishes the best for him and like if there's ever a like she will talk so high that dogs will start barking in nearby like, and then she'll areas. turn to her husband and say what get me a seltzer daniel because she's not drinking anymore and so she's like oh, she really pounding now i'm just guessing oh, uh, that that's the only way i would hope that well, a man would husband, enter a relationship with her, her is if she had a handle on her drinking her sorry jess but and and to her husband let me just say if uh if you're dating someone and when they get boozed up, you don't like who they are, but they love boozing, and you go, you know what? I can tolerate it here and there. If the person doesn't have a plan to maybe not do that ever again, it's only gonna get worse. It's never gonna get better. If you're dating someone who drinks and then they're mean to you, or you hate the way that they act, and they don't ever acknowledge it, and they're not trying to get better, it's only going to get worse, and you're eventually gonna get divorced and hate them, and lose half of your money, even if you have a prenup, because I've heard that prenups don't even protect you. Is that true, Andrew? Have you heard the same thing? Oh, yeah. Did you, were you even listening? <laughs> I was vibing. Oh man. Okay. Well, that's what happens when I start singing off key. Um, <laughs> this is karaoke key. mode. You're All right. Let's get to top one, bottom one. <laughs> uh, this is our Monday segment where we list. Uh, we go around the the horn. Me, Noah, and uh, uh, Noah, Andrew, and I, I. I correct myself. Are going to say our top one and bottom one, least and top favorite uh, thing of a category. Today's category is. Pets. Pets that we have had in our past. Woo. Worst pet, best pet. Hmm. Uh, I can start us off. Okay. Worst pet? Worst pet. Uh, my dad found a hermit crab on a bike ride in about 1997. <laughs> it was crawling across the street, 
and he picked it up and he brought it home to our family. And we were excited because we liked any kind of new pet, right? And we put it in the little terrarium, aquarium thing, and then we got more for it because we it needs friends, you know, because we didn't read about how they're not really social creatures. I don't know if they are or not. They're we hermits. Got, we got more. <laughs> That's a good fucking point. Oh, my God. It's in the name. Uh, so my dad got some more leave me alone crabs, yeah. you know, so that they could all hang out. I don't um, want a family, especially human yeah. crab. Um, <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with him. We got some solitary shellfish. I just want to stay in my room, mom. We got crab. <laughs> no crabs allowed, crab. Uh, and the the B is backwards, like a little sign on a you know, little rascal. I would drink fort. at that bar outside on a beach. Uh, that is kind of good. Um, so we got a hermit crab. We got more hermit crabs. And then they just started like they're like, I hated them because they're spiders in a shell. Like <laughs> spiders in a shell, hermit crab. Like they are terrifying. I don't. I didn't like them. I like them now a little bit, but I still like. They gross me out, and they like their eyes come out and their little like tentacles. They're creepy. They're yes. not a and fun. And they walk pet. sideways. I don't like them. Uh, as David Spade says, crabs are unsettling. They walk sideways. It's unsettling. Oh, he says that. Yeah, oh, it's like it's so. They're just like, <laughs> and they're they're just like. I love all animals. I don't even eat crabs, even though it's my favorite food. Um, hermit crabs are not my favorite food, but like they, um, so we got these hermit crabs. Long story short, um, did you they, paint the shells? No, because I wouldn't want to get close to them. Like I wouldn't want to okay. hold them. They're so they're gross. They they look like have you ever flipped over? Have you ever seen the flip side of one of those horseshoe crabs? Oh, oh, and they just look like spiders, just like like too many legs. I don't like things with too many legs. And so, um, <laughs> I uh, so anyway, they we just like didn't feed them, didn't clean their cage, and they just started smelling like the pussy you fingered when that got... Did you, you tell wanted. it? Yeah, I sat these crabs down and I said, listen, I've been there before too. But they just started stinking really so wanna- bad. And I remember their little dish of like water that you had to put these little like shrimpies in. And it just, everything was disgusting about these things. And I, they started dying and like of starvation and like malnourishment. And I'm really reluctant to say that because it's like so awful but they just like start like i think we've all we all know of the family or we've had a pet that we just didn't treat right yeah and it like i've one day in therapy and like when i for it was first going to therapy i thought about these hermit crabs and i started sobbing more than i've ever cried in my whole life about how bad i mean i could do it right now about how i just let it, and they weren't my responsibility. I didn't ask for these crabs. I had adults living at home that should have taken care of them and fed them. And I watched these animals die because I was too scared to get close to their cage and change the water and get in there and like feed them. And so I felt helpless and watched these animals like die from neglect. And like yeah. it, it is one, that's one of my that's one of my biggest regrets in life is like that I let that that I witnessed that and let that happen. And like that's I think why what spurred my like obsession with animal advocacy and just like you know just that seeing that happen but i will say that when it got down to like one or two crabs left we snuck them this is another horrible thing we did we went to pet smart and i put them we put them in um uh a bag and uh we put them in cages at pet smart we like put them into pet smart because we knew we'd, so you, they'd it's be like taken care you of left there. a baby like yeah it's like a- that's the do not do that that happens all the time at zoos and at pet stores don't do that 
Look for a better way to surrender your pets. Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I'm i reluctant to tell that story. I had story to kill soft-shelled crabs when I worked at a... Uh, when I worked as a as a fishmonger, I had to cut their heads off. Oh my god! It was wild, oh. and their arms would still be moving. And I was oh. like, I, and I had to cut them with a scissor. Oh. And I was hey, like, Max. I do not want to do this. <laughs> okay, man. what's what is your? <laughs> yeah, no, killing animals. I, you know what? I was oh, just about I, to say I felt bad about that telling that story. I don't eat animals, and maybe you do at home. So if you're judging me, you you participate in the in the deaths of many animals if you eat them. And so I'm making up for it now. But Anna, Andrew. All right. Uh, kind of in the same vein, uh, my brother decided to um, buy a Burmese python, which is a snake that gets to about, I don't know, let's say 22 feet. Jesus Christ. And he bought this thing and... <laughs> I mean, it's the most Florida pet ever. I mean, a snake. What, what did your parents allow I, this? I don't know if he really had a discussion. He just brought home. He also Younger had a older. lizard, older brother. Oh, you he, hate lizards. He had a he had a very fast like big lizard. I'm I don't know you didn't what kind of that lizard. one is your least favorite. Yeah, this well, the snake was just like we would feed it mice, and but that, that lizard was, got saved you a lot of money on, on car insurance. So he did, he did, <laughs> and I I, I owe him. Did the Burmese python help out with, you know, homeowners? He actually, you want to know a crazy story? So we had a drug dealer uh, neighbor. Yeah. Who uh, he sold like pot. I actually took acid with him one time. He shot a gun into our house because I think he was mad at my stepbrother. And it went through the snake cage. It didn't kill the snake, but it would hit the snake. I mean, what more Florida story than that? A guy shooting. I mean, that's up there with you getting arrested for speeding being, on a jet ski in a Mansi's home. Yeah, shooting a gun into our snake fucking cage. So what happened to this Burmese python? So this python? is what happened. So my brother leaves for college, leaves the snake in care of my stepmom or, or, or my parents, and it, and it dies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly how it died. I think my stepmom said that it killed itself. By a shot, a shot to the head yeah. through the wall. <laughs> um, but yeah, that fire. thing. I mean, it's such a big, an- it's such a. Re- eventually, that animal is going to outgrow your house. I feel so unless sad you for live animals. in a fucking mansion. Like, ugh, that- this is like a heartbreaking segment. Okay, Noah, do you have a a, ba- a bad pet that didn't die tragically? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we weren't allowed to have. Uh, any pets when we were growing up really except for like a dog once I was once we were like I was a teenager mm-hmm. I always wanted to have hamsters and rabbits and all these animals we just were not allowed to but um at one point um I started looking into getting a bearded dragon and I wanted a bearded dragon so bad so bad and then I was I didn't get <laughs> one because when I realized that I had to feed it crickets and I had to like have like frozen mice in my freezer, yeah. I was like, "This is good I'm for look you like doing a, a little killer. research yeah. instead of just letting it starve to death because you didn't want to handle." Yeah, you the... buy these animals, you don't think ten years down or uh, two months and down you don't the line. Think, especially with dogs, people do not realize oh, yeah. how much money and, it's going to cost. Cats, how yeah. much money at the end and time going to cost? Yes. Um. For yeah, sure. you got to think about all that. Because you're like, oh, it's a cute puppy, and just like, yeah, oh, it's. Bearded Dragon, such a funny name, man. It's like a goatee uh, cat or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, a cat wasn't a good pull, but like a just mustachioed <laughs> ferret. <laughs> yeah, it is bearded. Is and like I hate when bearded dragons like. You know why they do that though? They're, they don't have chins. 
and they're trying to look like they have chins. <laughs> oh my god! So they, on Bumble, they have bad jaw, jaw lines. It's yeah, more on, dominant. On uh, on Bumble B, which is their favorite dating app, because if that's I, what they eat. I'm gonna call my dick the bearded dragon from now on. I was gonna say a pussy joke about it because that does. I know like it, it does sound like like sometimes. <laughs> okay, favorite pet. I mean, hands down, without a doubt. Easy kiwi. Yeah. Yeah, my bird kiwi parakeet I had when I uh, was in fifth grade. Um, he could do tricks. He would say he would repeat things. He would. Uh, he was very smart. Uh, you'd say flip the bird and he would flip around on his thing or you'd say do your trick and then he would go to the corner of the cage and put one hand on each side and then flip into the corner of the cage and it was just like he was amazing and um, you know he'd pick stuff out of my teeth I had braces at the time that was fun he would like pick on my hangnails which I loved I'd be like eat it and he would just like rip them out and I loved it and then um, and he also yeah famously one time I'd like to hear his side of the story on that well one time he would always talk you know I've told the story before but he would always be like like that was exactly how he talked and but sometimes he would do like our voices intermixed with it but that he wouldn't do the voices and the cool stuff unless he didn't think we were listening you know like he didn't want attention on him but he was in our kitchen like in the he was in our his cage was in our kitchen people were kind of like grossed out by it but he we didn't clip his wings he could fly around he was just so sweet and um my friends and I would always just have to like sit there next at the table next to him and pretend like we weren't watching him and be and like kind of talk slowly and eat our cereal so that he would start talking not thinking we were paying attention <laughs> and one time me and Huffy were eating uh, uh, honey bunches of oats with almonds which was our favorite cereal and like eating and we were just like being quiet so we could hear him and he just was like kiwi 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 pretty bird kiwi mom I hate my fucking middle name and we were both like, did he just say, Mom, I hate my fucking middle name in your voice, Nikki? Like, we both heard it clear as day. And I don't hate my middle name. He just came up with a but he said it clear as day and we both heard it and it was awesome. It's so wild. I mean, how many times do you think he heard you say that over the years? Maybe he probably twice? just heard like, Mom, I hate. And then like, fucking, he definitely heard every other word in our fucking house. And then middle name, I don't know. Maybe he said something else, but it sounded like middle name. Like, yeah. who knows? And he did that one time. Yeah. It was just, but it was just oh. like perfectly my voice. It was great. Uh, what was your favorite pet? Um, I don't know if this is cheating, but it's actually a, my older brother's Scabies dog. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's actually my least favorite. Pet. <laughs> Were those the soft shell crabs you killed? Rip their heads off when you pulled them out of your skin. Oh, scabies is the worst. Scary oh. rabies. Oh. Um, I uh, I had uh. Or we still, he's still alive, Hubert. He's an Italian Spinoni dog mm. who I just, uh, I love so much, man. I, he just reminds me of a grandpa, maybe because my grandpas are dead and he looks like a grandpa. I'm a little so I'm annoyed like, that you picked a dog that's not yours, but you didn't pick Luigi or Marion. But also, I didn't pick them, so I'll let it slide. Well, this isn't about you. <laughs> I know it's not, but I just want to know is he better than Marion and Luigi? And it's okay if he is. He's better than one of them by far, and then the other one. I know, I know. We have a favorite. I do have a favorite. Marion, I like more than Luigi. I I mean, you can't not, but Luigi. But Luigi's a silent. I think it's because we see ourselves in Luigi too much. He's scared. He doesn't trust. That's at least why, like, the things I hate about Luigi are Mm -hmm. the things that I hate about myself. Yeah, I I love that Marion just goes for it. His dick comes out all the time. That's That's what I love. I'm into that. Um, he's the Louis C.K. of dogs. Okay, so but um, you like Hubert because he just has like a grandpa energy. Just what do you a, mean by that? He's just kind 
and and, and loving and like wants to bury his head. Bury's head. He lays down with me in bed. He, he likes he, to snuggle. So snuggly. He he makes when you come into the when he hasn't seen you in a while. You come into the house. He'll go grab any toy. And bring it to you. He just has to find something. Cutie. He's like, ah, ah, I gotta find something for you until like, you like me. Yeah, like he, he's Which like, I didn't get you anything. And then, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. And then, um, and he'll do this thing when you rub his ears. He'll just, <laughs> like, he'll make this like just noise to ma- let you know. The one thing he doesn't do, which I really respect, he doesn't lick. He'll never like you can't. Yeah, whenever Marianne licks, I grab her tongue gently and just hold on to it, and I go, "You're gonna learn." And then she's like, <laughs> and, I'm, and I don't do it in a mean way. I just like to like. Oh, I love grabbing you, a dog's tongue. Just grab it. It feels it feels like my honestly my vagina <laughs> a little bit like it's little dog's tongue. But uh, yeah, so I love that dog. And and I'm gonna have it surgically. My little brother's dogs. Just shout out to Tucker who passed away yesterday. Oh my god. Yeah, their oldest um, dog, oh, which was rest in peace. Tux. Was a king's. Uh, King Spaniard. Wait, what is it? What's it called? Great way to honor him. Okay, so <laughs> Noah. All right. <laughs> what is your favorite animal? Is it Buzzy yet? Or you got to go okay, with Bruins? F- favorite pet. Uh, Buzzy is, is working his way up, but it's going to be Bruno. Yeah. And, um, you know, just so we, my dad and my Andrew's sister got still Bruno. laughing about Andrew, his stop. T- terrible memorial to the great Spaniard. Or whatever the fuck is the dog was, cocker spaniel, cocker spaniel. Yeah. You okay, Springer yeah. spaniel? I'm jealous that you can do that with a white sweatshirt. I would get bronzer all over myself. Really enjoy that you can cover your face and keep it covered. Okay. Anyway, okay. I gotta look. Bruno. Yes. Bruno um, was my beagle who passed away last year at 15, uh, and when my dad and my sister originally got him, I was like. You can't get a dog because it was only like two months after uh, our family golden retriever got hit by a car and died. And it was very traumatic. I was like, I don't want this dog. I want nothing to do with him. Fast forward four years later, I ended up taking the dog because my parents were just not like taking care of him. Like they they should take care of. Yes, exactly. And then um, Bruno's just been like an awesome companion to go through all of life's destructive moments. Yes. <laughs> like through my parents' divorce, through a, like um, a financial insecurity, through one of my worst breakups. Bruno was always there for me as um, just like an unconditional loving companion. Isn't that the mm. best part about them is like, I was actually picturing Bruno like, mitigating or like like kind of like mediating your parents divorce and then like helping you with your like taxes and getting your forms ready and being like i can help you with these things and like i was actually like oh my god he's what a talented Uh, little dog yeah sign there yeah sign there sign there sign Sign there Uh, one more page sign there just sign everywhere there's a paw print um that's so initial there um King yeah, Charles. that's the best uh, thing. King Charles. King Spaniard. Charles. Okay. King Charles. Uh, little, <laughs> little too late. And uh, that's where you <laughs> Final thought. I mean, that's why animals and pets are the greatest. Is because they don't care what you look like. They don't care. They don't care about any. Like they will. Grow, they don't care that you age. They don't care if your pussy smells. They actually prefer it. <laughs> well, yeah. Then they could find you in a room full of a million people. Yeah. I know where that pussy is. It's just so sweet when an animal can sense that you need extra, like, love. And, like, need, like they just pick up on... They're, they're operating on a level that we aren't even in tune with those kinds of senses of, like, 
because they have to they're so about like being they're so close to being the the you know they're domesticated most of the for thousands of years but um they're closer to being in the wild than we are so like they they have instincts you know they can tell if a thunderstorm's coming like they just like can sense yeah and that's why it's so important to realize that like how you are is what your dog your dog is reading you and they're looking to you to be a leader and if they're not obeying you like they don't respect you and <laughs> they're reading that they're reading that you don't deserve respect and like you don't dem- <laughs> like that's kind of the thing Yeah, everything's like so like they're almost like autistic in a way of like this is how i feel about you and you're they do have a little bit of like you know luigi does stuff sometimes that i go wow he like plant he's He's acting away against. He's pretending to be something else. Like he'll do this thing where he, <laughs> he knows there's a dog a quarter, a, like a, a half a block away that he wants to like hang out for, but he knows that I want to keep walking. Yes. And he'll stop to smell something, and I'll let him smell it. But then I know he's done smelling it, but he'll just keep his nose there, pretending like he's because he knows that yeah. I will let him finish his smell because I. I learned that you always let a dog finish their smell because it's like pulling them away from a movie that they're really invested in. And you want them to get the, the ending to it. Sometimes I'm like, it smells like a fucking dandelion. Let's go. I like spoil it for them. And they're like, spoiler alert. <laughs> and um, But sometimes I like, he will just, I'll just sense him just like pretending to yeah. smell. And I'll go, I know what you're doing. You're waiting for this dog. Yeah. Like you're lying to me right now. The other night I was give, about to give them a bath. And they, I didn't even say it, but I started running the water and like waiting for it to get warm. And Luigi just starts shaking furiously. And it's, he's not cold. He's not, I've never hurt him in the bath. If anything, I do baths because he gets so spunky and free after he loves at when I dry him off, it gets him in the best mood. And he smelled, but the shaking was all to make me go, I don't want to do this to you. Like it's premeditated to get a response out of me. And it's not based on how he's actually feeling. Maybe like, yeah, it's like when you try to brush my teeth, I'm just like, yeah, you you start just shivering and I go, it's not cold in here. Um, (laughs) yeah, I think that animals are just so thank God. Also, it's like, I think, I think we we did the dialogue about the hermit crab and the snake. If we could learn anything like, like just because they're ugly creature, like don't judge an animal by their ugliness or they're willing to uh, do whatever you want them to do, and uh, and they're not lesser than these other animals. Oh, I guess, are you well. are you gonna stop eating? No, no, I'm gonna keep eating snake. I was, I, what, you were starting her. to sound like a vegan, but uh, no, for a no, second there. I'm just saying if your you logic have, is very vegan. I know, but as a pet is what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. then a ve- look, look. Thanks for listening to the show today. Listen, um, yeah, we won't get into vegan stuff, but that that was a thing that like when I I, yeah. I make the joke of like when I got dogs, that's when I was like, oh my god, every animal is a dog. It's like has the yes. has that in it, and I hadn't felt that way with my you know my family's dogs. I never felt really connected to, but um, when Marion got ripped apart by that German shepherd and was like, I thought she was going to die. Like the way my parents described it, the way they said that, like, oh my the, God, the it vet, was brutal. I mean, bef- it was, this was before we saw the wound, but the wound itself, I was like, she's not going to make it even after she's got stitched up and like, is yeah. able to leave the hospital. Like she, this is going to get infected. Something's going to happen. It's not going to heal. You literally can't even find the scar anymore. I don't even understand what, how, how she healed. But I remember I got the call from my mom that Marion was probably not going to make it. And, 
I was like, I'm just gonna go like pray for her. And I walked in my room, and Luigi's just like in my in his little bed, curled up. And I was just like, Luigi, we're gonna like, Marion's really not doing well right now. And I just like, and usually he doesn't want to like cuddle. He's a little bit like me, like he's just like kind of tense when you try to cuddle him. But he just like leaned into it and like felt that I needed it. And like we sent our energy. Like I knew he knew something was wrong with Marion. I mean, I don't think he knew, but like. He knew through you. There was something he knew. He knew something was wrong and that we needed to like spend that time and like be be thoughtful about her and like send energy out there. And it was just like, and I didn't say like, please, God, let Marion live. I just said like, let let Marion's fate be exactly what needs to happen, whether she dies or she lives, like whatever's going to have the best results, let that happen. And apparently... It's that she lived. That's yeah. gonna yield better results than if she died. I so. can see your mom going. Just kidding. JD died again. <laughs> it's not Marion. I go. Oh, oh God. thank God. Thank God. Oh, it's thank. Like, God. He died twice. <laughs> oh, good. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We are gonna be back tomorrow, Tuesday, with a fresh episode that will be uh, freshy. And and make sure to look lo- if you're listening, look for this one on uh, YouTube on Wednesday, hopefully. And if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure you comment and like and uh, subscribe, but also, you know, don't, don't actually comment whatever you want. I'm not going to read it, but I do appreciate the subscribe and I hope you, um, and just send it to your friends if you liked it or yeah, um, do all of that. I appreciate all the support. I really love you guys and, um, we'll see you on the road and we'll, don't be kuh and change hand. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.